Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find him a baby, wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace to men on whom his favor rests. So we are in the third week of our Advent series. Um, Let me get this open here. We're in the third week of our Advent series, and this week we are talking about joy. Um, My name is Pastor Christina. I have the privilege of serving as our outreach pastor here. Um, And what a joyful, joyful few weeks it has been. Um, Before I dive in a little bit more to our sermon, I just want to share with you um, what God has been doing with me lately. And it wasn't initially part of the sermon, but God does what he does. So I've been able to spend some time serving our homeless community and some of the encampments that are around and building relationships, hearing their stories, helping out with just basic needs. And it is amazing how much joy God can give from helping others. How much joy both for the one receiving help and the one that's giving it's not always gifts. It's not always the gloves or the hats or, um, you know, food. It's not always that. But sometimes that when I see them smile because they feel seen and they feel valued, the stories that, that lead them to those places, it's not always by choice. So, the, you know, so the narrative sometimes plays out. But the joy that it brings them to have people come and see them and see them as people. It just has brought me such great joy. So just as a word of encouragement, have your eyes open this week because often God puts people into your place even on a daily basis. And if you're not looking up and you're not saying, God, show me through your eyes, you can miss those things. And you're missing out on joy. Because God will still provide for that person in some way, shape, or form. He is faithful. He will do it. But you're the one that messes out if your eyes are not up. So why we're shopping and why we're doing things? Look up. Look up. So we read Luke 2, and we talked about joy and the joy. And I always find the shepherds I'm drawn to quite frequently because in those times, the shepherds were like the least likely messengers, right? In the society, they were kind of downcast a little, and it was the job that you didn't want, right? I mean, if you're working in a restaurant, what's the job you don't want? Washing the dishes, (laughs) right? Exactly. Well, in this community, being a shepherd was the thing you just really didn't want, Um, but God chose them as messengers, 
They were some of the first witnesses that were able to see Jesus. Can you imagine the joy that they felt? So we're gonna talk a little bit about joy today. We have the, the joy candle lit um, for our Advent series over there. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about joy from a couple of different places. So there are Christians today, modern, but there was also um, those who believed in God before Christ came. So what does joy look like from both sides? In years and centuries before Christ's birth, God's people waited in joyful expectation. And today, we look back and rejoice in a promise fulfilled in the birth of a promised Savior. So when we think about God's people in the past, we recognize that their joy was an outpouring of their faith in what God would do. Their joy was rooted in the faith in the promise to come. So the earth is broken. There was pain, there was ugly things, right? And so the promise of a savior to come was something that they continuously looked forward to, and that was their source of their joy. Yes, the world was broken, but God wasn't going to leave it there. There was hope, and they looked forward to the coming of that savior with joyful expectation. That is the definition of Advent, right? Hopeful expectation, joyful expectation, as we look forward to what God is doing and what God would do. And throughout the Old Testament, God called his people to joyfulness. He didn't want them to wallow and sour in their sorrows. He wanted them to be joyful. So in Deuteronomy 26, 11, we read, Then you shall rejoice in all the good things that the Lord your God has given you and your household. So I'll ask a couple of questions here just to kind of get us thinking and processing in our own lives. Often we kind of, yes, we look forward to Christmas. Yes, we know we're celebrating Jesus' birthday. But sometimes when we are overwhelmed with our own worry, with our own to-do list, with all the expectation, with bills that need paid, with how are we going to get gifts under the tree, there's a million different ways that we can be sidetracked. So sometimes it takes specifically looking for reasons to be joyful to get us back on track. We have to choose it, right? This week, went shopping and had a joyful conversation with a cashier. A smile. It was a rough day, but that conversation between the two of us brought joy. That was a gift. That was a small gift God gave us. But what difference, what a difference it made. When the children this, this, this week looked at each other and said, I'm so glad that I have you because life would be really boring. Now, mind you, they were fighting 10 minutes later, but for a hot moment, it was a joyful moment that, of course, melted mom's heart, right? What are the things and before I move on, I just want, to, want you to sit here for a minute and ask God to remind you, to bring into mind all of the small gifts that he's given you that bring you joy. Just reflect on those for a minute, and then we'll continue on.
so many, they're numerous. Too numerous to count. I know somebody has an amen out there. <laughs> when we take time to reflect on what God has done for us and offer him our very best in time, effort, skill, gifts, the inevitable response of our soul is joy. Joy. It doesn't matter if we're still suffering. The response of our souls as we reflect on what God does and what he has done and what he will do is joy. Biblical joy is different than what most people think of as joy. And so I think it's important to, to recognize that and to see, okay, so what does God call joy? What most people think of as joy, it is not just a happy emotion that we either feel or don't feel. It's our soul's response to God. He is the source. It's not about the gift being given. It's not about getting that promotion at work. It's not about winning the Xbox game that we were working on. Joy is our soul's response to God, our creator, our father, the giver of all. It is gladness and contentness flowing out of the wellspring of God's faithfulness and mercy, quite independent of our circumstances. I think of this quite often when, you know, a lot of times our suffering or our circumstances, the things that we are anxious about, that we worry about, that we wrestle with, not everything is rescued right away. It's not immediate. And I know we're in an instant gratification culture and we would really rather pray and have God answer the prayer right then. But that's not always how it works. Sometimes he has things to do before he can bring us to that place. I was talking to the children this week, and they were asking why we can't have all the good things all the time. Right? And I'm sure many of you would have the same response. But if we had all the good things all the time, would we recognize them as good? Would we recognize them as good? Or would it just be an average day? No, I'm not saying that I appreciate suffering. I'm not saying that I appreciate, you know, the rough, busy, or the, this was a long day, I'm so tired. Don't necessarily appreciate it. But it does this thing inside of you where you're able to recognize the good, where you can be joyful. Joy is independent of our circumstances. Sing for heaven. Sing for joy, O heavens, rejoice, O earth, Burst into song, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on them in their suffering. Isaiah 49, 13. God's people had joy because they anticipated a time when the promised Messiah would come. So why humanity broke the world and God's people were suffering, there was a promise. God was coming to fix it. And they looked forward to it with joyful anticipation. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. 
Isaiah 35, 10. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, yet. I love that word. Yet. I will exalt the Lord, and I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. Their faith in God's promise meant that even in sorrow, they could find joy. Can you find joy? It's a choice. Have you asked God for it? Have you asked God to give you joy? Today, our joy is anchored in the knowledge that God fulfilled his promise. Our joyful response. With joyful anticipation, we celebrate Christ's birth. It is easy to be giddy and full of gladness when we replay the words of the angels. I bring you good news that will bring Great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. I know some of you have that memorized. Say it with me. I bring you great news that will bring joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. But it's important to remember that the joy, oops, hold on, moving my things here. It's important to remember that the joy we have in Christ is not seasonal or situational. Like the joy of the ancient Israelites, our joy is a response to what God has already done and continues to do. Our joy is to overflow. Paul encourages it in Colossians. So let's read Colossians together. You may be filled with joy, Always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. This kind of joy grounded in thankfulness for the first advent of Jesus and looking forward to his second coming. That is the marker of faithful believers. Our joy, fueled by the Holy Spirit, is what God uses to spread his joy throughout the world. What an honor it is for us to be used, for us to be called. Have you felt that joy as he uses you, as he calls you to be the one? What has he called you to that you have felt honored to do? Because that's how he spreads his joy. That's how he spreads his love. That's how he spreads his hope. He chooses to use humans. He chooses to use his people to spread that joy. And in return, we also receive. Mother Teresa once said, joy is is a net of love by which you can catch souls. True biblical joy is what God calls us to. Will you respond to God's call to be joyful? 
both during Advent and beyond. There's something contagious about joy. Have you ever just needed it? Have you ever been going through your day and you're just like, oh, I just need something. I just need some joy, Lord. I just need some joy. And what happens when you walk into the next place you go into, right? Someone is smiling. Some kid somewhere is giggling. They might not even know that they just helped change your day and bring you joy. But joy is contagious. Joy is so contagious. Have you ever had somebody ask you why you're joyful? See, one of the reasons that we're supposed to be joyful is because we're supposed to be different from the world. The world is so, so full of sorrow. The world is so full of, I need to get this Christmas lift of all of these material things. I know we saw it in the children's book this morning. Thank you for humoring us with the children's book. But sometimes we can just be so full of this materialism, especially during Christmas. It's so easy to do. It is. But joy is contagious. And God uses it. Has someone asked you why you're joyful? Because there's purpose in it. Part of it's for us, but part of it is for others. Because when joy is contagious, someone should ask you, why are you so full of joy? What's going on for you that brings you so much joy? Does that sound like an open door to anyone else? Because it sounds like an open door to be planting some seeds right there. Don't miss out on the opportunity to open those doors. We are called to be joyful. Won't you respond? Won't you be joyful? Join me in prayer. We're going to bring up a special guest. Dear Lord, I thank you so much today for joy. Such a simple word that we often take for granted, God. But as we continue to move forward towards Christmas, this anticipation, as we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus, as he stepped out of heaven and became this little baby, a baby that needed assistance, a baby that was cold and hungry and needed his mother, what a humbling place to be. But he chose that, Lord. Your son chose that. And so we look forward to that celebration with great joy in our hearts and anticipation. And we ask you, God, to remind us of reasons to be joyful. We ask you to remind us to look up. Look for opportunities for us to spread your joy, God. Because joy can be contagious. And as we spread that joy, God, you often use us to plant seeds open doors, or even crack a window. But God, remind us to be joyful, because as your people, you call us to be joyful. We thank you for this day and the way that you have moved, and we look forward to what you're going to be doing moving forward, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. I'd like to call up for you for our global perspective on Advent, um, Jesse and Yadi Rodriguez. If you all would join us up here. Yeah. 
they are missionaries in Nicaragua, but they are also dear friends for us at Unison. And so what I've asked them to do, um, first they're gonna share a little bit about um, what's happening, give us a quick update um, on Nicaragua, and then we're gonna kinda tie in a little bit about what happens around this season in Nicaragua and what's so special and unique about that. So go ahead. Um, we wanna talk about alegria, gozo, or joy. And this is a time in December where todos somos alegres. So we're all happy. And so for Nicaragua, if you are by yourself, you are sad. You're triste. But if we are together, then we are joyful. Amen. Right? And I don't know if you want to talk more about that, Yadi, because... Yeah, we love to be in community. We love to be with others. And uh, even families, you know, share the same quarters and uh, perhaps maybe not that same house, but if the lot is bigger, then there are houses around with family members and children and aunts and uncles and grandparents. So we're very close together. Uh, so this is a wonderful time in Nicaragua. The whole month of December is very much celebrated and almost like the beginning of the month, we have Griteria, which is the shout. Uh, lots of parades, shouting, you know, uh, for the coming of, of our Lord Jesus or the preparation of his birth. And um, also another neat thing how Nicaraguans celebrate is preparing during the beginning of the year preparations and collecting things and collecting items and clothing, food, so that those in, like, the city can go to the rural areas, the communities, to give back to the community. Uh, so that is a wonderful time. Uh, we bring a piñata filled with candy and goodies and things for the children um, and just have a big celebration with those outside, you know, like the capital and that are maybe lack resources. And that is very awesome time that we celebrate. We also bring the message, and if it's a community of believers, we bring the message of Jesus Christ to those communities as well. So, um, and share the joy and the love of God. So this is an exciting time. So the whole month of December really is very slow because it's preparation for this, the coming of Christ. And there's no silent night in Nicaragua. No. So. The sound of joy all over the place. Yes. For Christmas Eve, think of 4th of July. <laughs> it is very loud. There are firecrackers everywhere. And the whole city will just be lighting up with mortars and smoke and the smell of firecrackers all night long. Yeah. So there is no sign. Even if you wanted to go to sleep, you will not sleep until you are 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Then everything starts to calm down. So that brings a joy that makes everybody happy, all the noise. Until it, it ramps up again, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all the noise. Um, because... That's what we want to do. We want to be together. We want to celebrate. We want to have a good time. And these, the poinsettias, we call them flor de noche, which means the night flower, which specifically for Christmas Eve. But they can grow this big. So they'll be very big as well. But that's a little bit of what goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were talking, I thought it was so funny. They're, they're talking about 
no silent night with the parades and the fireworks and the dancing and just this huge joyful celebration so what an awesome fit like <laughs> to hear about nicaragua today we're talking about joy thank you so much for coming up guys and we look forward to chatting with you some more in the in the family room afterwards so thank you so much yeah, thank you.